Hello and welcome to the That's a Good Point podcast. Please enjoy our offering of expertise and judgment as we make good points and use our fantastic method of our matrix or prioritizing grid to rank a list for you. Believe me when I say you're going to want to try this with some friends when you have a chance. Uh, this is Dion here with Irv. John. Denton. All right, we got a guest in the studio today. Uh, today we're going to rank uh, the top sports collapses. And I should say only one of these is from ancient times, uh, so we probably have some recency bias, but that's okay. We're also counteracting our college basketball bias, maybe a little bit, but we've brought in a special guest to help us expand our horizons and viewpoint. So, Denton Hopkins, welcome to the big time. Happy to hear you're here. Thank you. I've uh, been a fan since the first episode, <laughs> so I was pretty honored to be to be well, asked to be. So honored. you're you're a pointer then. I Who's am a, a pointer. Nice. A, pointer. Yeah, a loyal a pointer, pointer. A loyal pointer in the studio. Um, we're always asking for ideas and feedback, and so this list was Denton's suggestion. So he got on the old Twitter at that's a good point one point. <laughs> so no T at the end of that, and this was one of his suggestions. Uh, when we started generating a list, we realized we actually kind of came up with two categories. We had sports blunders and sports collapses. Uh, they could be one and the same. I'm thinking uh, if you've watched the 1982 national championship game, Michael Jordan freshman from North Carolina hits the shot, but there's 18 seconds left when he does that. So they go down the other end, and Fred Brown passes the balls right to James Worthy <laughs> when they had a chance. And so that's more of a blunder. Um, maybe I was alive for this one, but I'm too young to remember it, even though I'm ancient. But Jackie Smith dropping a touchdown pass in the end zone in Super Bowl thirteen that's kind of a, a blunder. And so we were looking more at collapses, and maybe one that combines the two. Bill Buckner, I think that's probably the most famous error in baseball in the yeah, 86 World Series. Definitely. Um, but that was game six, so the Red Sox had to collapse even more and then lose game seven, so maybe that's a little bit of both. So I think maybe collapse has multiple phases, uh, and so a lot of times if we, we're going to talk about some baseball series and so multiple games might e even be involved, whereas a blunder is more of a, a moment. I'm thinking when Chris Webber called that, timeout when they didn't have any yeah and so we're talking maybe blunders is a different podcast for a different day uh anyway some big time collapses that didn't make the list include that 86 red Sox, and maybe that's because we're saving it for for the blunder episode if we do that but they were up three two one out away from winning the world series um other collapses didn't make it the 2013 chiefs in the playoffs blew a 28 point third quarter lead to the colts uh, the 2014 Packers probably should have won the NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. Uh, we did not include Brett Favre. I feel like he's a walking playoff collapse. <laughs> he likes to throw some interceptions and some have some big moments. Baseball-wise, you won't see the 84 Cubs, who are up 2-0, and that's a best-of-five series in 84. Uh, on the wow, that was, still hurts. Yep. They end up losing that one. The Nationals choked away an NLDS uh, series in 2012. Or... By the way, Dion, what do you think about Steve Garvey? I hate Steve Garvey, so uh, I, I, I'm not going to say what I think. There's a line from uh, Ace Ventura, and you can say what, uh, uh, what's the kicker's name? Ray Finkel's mom? Yeah. Talks about what, what he thinks of Dan Marino. That's what I think of Steve Garvey, so go look up that quote. Um, the 
The Minnesota Twins are on an 18-game postseason losing streak. Is that a collapse? I don't know. What is that one? Um, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Normal life. Yeah. <laughs> Pro basketball-wise, the Knicks collapsed over an 18-second period, so I don't know if that's more of a blunder, but Reggie Miller scored eight points in 18 seconds back in 95. The Blazers in 2000 Western Conference Finals took a 2-0 lead and probably should have won Game 3, but ended up losing it. Then it got to Game 7, they blew a 15-point lead and ended up losing the game and, of course, the series. And then I always think of James Harden as a walking playoff collapse, too. But uh, We mentioned the 82 championship game, the 93-ever timeout, but as we said, those are more blunders for NCAA basketball, though we do have a collapse in here. Individual sports-wise, how about Dan O'Brien, the 92 Olympic trials? The whole Nike ad campaign was based around Dave and Dan, and then Dan didn't even make it to the Olympics. Or Greg Norman choking in the 96 Masters. That was a big one. Yeah. But those are all the ones not on the list. So how awesome must this list be to not <laughs> include those? So, or not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... We were able to whittle our list down to 10 choices, and we handed that list off to Denton and made him eliminate two. So, Denton, one you ruled out was the 2005 Elite Eight. That's Arizona versus Illinois, where Arizona was up 14 points with three minutes to go. They were up eight points inside a minute and up blowing that game. So, you, why'd you cut that one out? Um, well, the first reason I did was just to try to keep some balance in the list with um, throughout the sports world. Um, you'll notice we have another college basketball game on our list when we get to it, and I think that collapses. Uh, perhaps a little more um, unbelievable, yeah. I guess you could say. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> um, one thing I, when I was going through my list that I didn't take into account as much that I might is the stage. So, But anyway, just trying to keep some balance to the list. Also, Arizona made three Final Fours within that 10-year span prior to that, so I don't feel too bad for their fans. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, Irv, what about he eliminated the 3-1 Warriors? They, was that 2016? 2016. And, and they collapsed there. What, what do you think about that one? Well, I was disappointed that this one did not make it. However, it's probably for the best for several reasons. One, I would be very biased. Two, Dion would make fun of me every time I'd say something about the Cavaliers. I would. And, uh, you know, three, it probably just allows me a little more clarity of, of voting, probably a little more unbiasedly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was obviously a big feat, though, for them to come back down 3-1. Hadn't been done in the finals. Okay, um, and you can see the problem here. You're talking about coming back from 3-1. These are collapses. We're talking about the Warriors blowing the 3-1. <laughs> see, exactly, right there. That's a good point. So... Uh, yes, the Warriors, the they collapsed, and uh, one of the big reasons they discussed that that happened was, uh, I believe it was after Game 5, uh, Draymond Green was ejected, I believe, the next one, or maybe he was ejected for Game 5. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I, so I that kind of that. turned the tide a little bit for that, that series, they say, and so that was a kind of a big reason for the collapse. He wasn't their best player, but kind of their energy player, and so yeah. that's why they... But, sure. again, understand why it didn't make our list. And a good point Denton made. The Warriors did win three other finals, so it's not like you feel bad for them for collapsing that, that one time. I certainly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got our list down to eight after kicking those two out. We used our patented matrix uh, to get a top six. So the last two cuts, John, talk a little bit about the 3 Cubs who are five outs away from making the World Series. So it's... 
it's no surprise that I mean you guys our loyal listeners know that uh, all all three of us are Cub fans. Denton, you're not included in that. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> but the, the reason I didn't include the reason I didn't want to include the 03 Cubs is it, it's very similar to the 84 Cubs. They were um, one game away from making it to the World Series. The, the 03 Cubs did blow a 3-1 to lead, where we have another one on our list that blew a 3 nothing lead, so that's probably elevated a little bit more. Um, another reason with the Cubs, it was a, an LCS. It wasn't a World Series, um, so that was another thing that I took into account. And I just wouldn't have rated it quite as high, although it was probably one of the biggest gut punches that uh, I've had as a sports fan. Yeah, agreed there. That's a good point. As Cubs fans, that one sucked, but... Uh, it goes along with our last cut, which is the 98 Vikings uh, with 2 minutes and 11 seconds to go in the NFC Championship game. They were up 7, attempting a 39-yard field goal by Gary Anderson, who had not missed a single field goal all year, and he missed it. Um, Falcons then went down, tied the game in the next drive, and won an OT. And I think with these two, the Vikings and Cubs, if you're a Cubs fan or a Vikings fan, especially at that point, you're kind of just used to them blowing a lead and collapsing, so it's not really news to us when that stuff happens. So I think maybe that's why I had them a little lower on the list. That's a good point. Yeah, and I tried, I, when you go through, I tried to really keep the fans' perspective because I think most people that are listening, and obviously us are, see it through the fans' eyes, so that was one criteria that I tried to keep in mind. And Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so our list. So these got to be pretty epic if you we had just eliminated all those. In no particular order, first of all, the Yankees were up three games to zero against the Red Sox in the 2004 ALCS and ended up losing that series. Number two, John Van Develde up three strokes on the 18th tee at the British Open, uh, and he ended up losing that. Uh, number three, the Atlanta Falcons up 28-3 in Super Bowl 51 and lost. I think maybe that's one of the more recent ones. Most people remember that. Number four, here's our college basketball one. I think you probably know what's coming. The UNI Panthers basketball team, the second round of the NCAA tournament, blew a, a big lead at the, in the last minute, last 35 seconds actually. Number five, the Houston Oilers, the 92 playoffs in the wild card game, gave up the largest comeback ever to the Bills. And number six, the Texas Rangers in 2011 were one pitch away from winning the World Series twice in the same game, lost that game, and then ended up losing again and losing it in Game 7. So that's our list, and uh, let's start ranking them head-to-head. You guys ready? Yeah, for sure. All right, and John, you are going to sit this one out. Is that right? That is correct. And you, you just offer in whenever you've got good points to make. So first of all, yeah. Yankees versus Jean Bandevelde. The Yankees in 2004 were up three games to zero. Uh, no team had ever come back from a three games nothing deficit. The Yankees actually just won game three, 19 to eight. They'd outscored the Red Sox 32-16 in the first three games. Keep in mind this is one year after the same two teams played in the ALCS the year before. Aaron Boone hit that walk-off home run to beat the Red Sox. Um, in Game 4, the Yankees were up 4-3 in the bottom of the ninth, bringing on Mariano Rivera to close the game. Arguably the best closer of all time. Oh, easily. Yeah, I and, think so. And he he blew it. They, the Red Sox came back and tied the game. And then in extra innings, David Ortiz hit a walk-off home run. 
keep in mind at this point, the Yankees are still up three games to one. <laughs> and the if they if it got to a game six and seven, they were going back to New York. But it ended up doing that. Um, I think there was another 14-inning game and maybe game five, and yep. then they lost game six and seven. The Red Sox, I think to this day, still the only team to come back from 3-0. Has any other team ever done that? I don't think so. I'd have to look that up. I don't, yeah, don't quote me on that. And that's going to take on John Vandevelde uh, in the British Open. What year was this? I don't have that written down. I think 99. 99. 99. Three-stroke lead on the 18th tee. He can double bogey the hole and win the tournament. Instead, he triple bogeys it, forced into a playoff with two other guys, and he ended up losing that, that, that playoff. And so there's some good memories of him. He was going to wade into the water and hit a shot out of the water, I think. Yeah. You got in there. At, yeah, yeah, got in and there, and decided I, against it. Yeah, I think, and so he rolled the pants up, and that, that's the memory that sticks with me. Um, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and these are wow. There's not a bad one on here, but I'm gonna have to go Yankees up three games to zero because obviously they had tons and tons of chances to not collapse, and they still did. And the Red Sox went on to win the World Series that year, and that was their first one in 86 years. So my vote is gonna be. Yankees blowing that 3-0 lead. Um, I'll go next, I guess. Uh, I actually chose Vandevelde here. Um, it wasn't one that really came to mind when I was looking at the list, but um, one thing that really stuck out to me is the Yankees blew it, but yeah, the Red Sox had to make a lot of plays, and Vandevelde had to play the course. And I actually found out in my research that he had birdied that hole twice before oh, in, the, wow. in the previous two rounds. Um, and I'm pretty good at double bogeying holes, so... You know, he needed a double <laughs> bogey to win, and, and he couldn't do it. So I thought I chose that as my bigger collapse. That's a really good point. And, you know, I think maybe when I went into doing my rankings on this, I probably went in with the wrong scope. Again, like even what Dion pointed out when we were talking about the Cavaliers-Warriors thing, I went at it more from the other side of, like, you know, the team that, that made it happen or whatever versus I need to look at it as the size of the collapse. Um, that being said, I still am going to give it to – the Yankees Red Sox series because just how infrequently that happens the you know three zero deficit thing um, not that you know the Vandevelde thing wasn't uh, and the way you said it made a lot of sense Denton but I still got to go with the Yankees Red Sox series on this one sure John what would you have done if you had voted there so I would have gone Vandevelde I'm pretty sure because for him it wasn't even a physical collapse like this guy's a good golfer he wouldn't have got to the 72nd hole of the open without being a good golfer but just the mental collapse and even there's that famous scene of him pulling his pants up so that pulling his pant legs up (laughs) (laughs) And, and wading into the creek and then he realizes that's not a good idea but just the fact he was thinking about that shows what kind of frame of mind he was in at that point um, so I That's think it's point. not even the physical collapse, but the mental side of it for him. You bet. John, uh, you obviously watched some different YouTube videos than we did with uh, John <laughs> Vandevelde. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that would have been a tie. That's why we have an odd number of people voting. So the Yankees collapse actually takes the victory here in a, in a close one. Next up, the Yankees are going to take on the Atlanta Falcons from Super Bowl 51. Uh, the Falcons were up 28-3 to in the third quarter. Um, most of us, I think, know how this one went. Denton, you lead us off here. Uh, I actually went with the Yankees on this one. Um, the, 
Falcons collapse uh, was huge, but look at the team on the other side, uh, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, again, kind of like Irv said earlier, the 3-0 lead just doesn't happen very often. Also, the Yankees had multiple opportunities, like Dion said, uh, going into extra innings even later in game five, was it? Um, yeah. And so I, I chose the Yankees here. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with the Yankees, Red Sox, um, just because I think over multiple games, the collapse is kind of a bigger collapse. Yeah. I think, Dan, you made a good point. Look at who's on the other side. The Yankees are supposed to win. That's their tradition. Whereas you're the, the Atlanta Falcons, they've never won a Super Bowl. And so for them to be the ones that collapse, you, you feel bad. Like you watch that game and think, oh my goodness, that, that's terrible for them. But, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were on the other side leading that. So maybe not quite as big a collapse. And so I'm, I'm going to go with the Yankees as well, even though I didn't really need to vote. Irving going to lead us off. We're going to have the Yankees. And this one's going to take on that you and I Panther game back in 2016, was it? Uh, yeah, I think so. So what was the official point deficit and timings on that? With 35 seconds to go, you and I was up 69-57. So 12 points with one turn of the shot clock. Yeah, the shot clock was even off. They committed four turnovers all in the backcourt, ended up losing a double overtime in that game. So Wow. Um, oh, man. These are the Yankees one and the you and I one are my top two. Um John, while I'm thinking here, you want to weigh in with your thoughts on this one? I will point out a couple things. First of all, up 12 with 39 seconds left, you shouldn't lose the game. (laughs) Oh, really? We've got got some people on this podcast who have coached basketball for a while, and I don't even think uh, they have pulled this one before. Um, Knock on wood. John, some of us are still coaching basketball. Let's not jinx us here. (laughs) Well, I am. Just I don't make decisions anymore. (laughs) I, I forgot until I started looking into this one a little bit. You and I did actually get the ball across half court one time in that 39-second span, and then they got a bucket, but then they gave it right back. So, um, yeah, that's all I've got. I'll say this. The the bigger, like, instant gut punch is obviously the you and I one, just how much happens in that short period of time, whereas the, the Yankees-Red Sox one is that slow torture, I think. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. Honestly, I probably could flip the coin on this one, but uh, I'm going to stick with what I've been going with so far, and that's the the Yankees-Red Sox one. All right. I'm going to go the other way. Just as you said, it was the instant gut punch. Both of these are like, I can't believe what I just saw here. But I'm going to go with the feeling of, hey, the Yankees. That would be a good thing for an announcer to say during a big moment sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I think the, the Yankees... Unless you're a Yankees fan, you were kind of happy to see this happen. It was a feel-good moment. It was a feel-good moment to watch them collapse and, and lose 3-0. And no one felt bad with their 27 World Series titles they have. Whereas you're watching little you and I, who who just pulled off an upset with a buzzer beater the the, right. the round before Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. And now, here they are about to make the Sweet 16 against the number three seed, I yep. believe, Texas A&M was the three seed. And to just blow it the way they did and just look so panicked. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Panthers here. So a tie for you, Denton, to break. Yeah. Um, this one was a little bit easier for me. Like you said, I don't feel bad for Yankees fans. Um, I uh, chose you and I here, so we'll give them the victory. But um, looking at some of the research before I came in, a lot of uh, probabilities, you know, they have those oh, as yeah. you follow, yep. had yep. 
a .04% chance for Texas A&M to win that game yep. at the time of the 35 seconds. And so you play that game a thousand times and they still might not ever <laughs> win it again. So I thought that's pretty crazy. So I went with you and I. All right, that'll give them the victory. Next up, I'll lead us off. It's going to be those Yankees in 04. The Houston Oilers, the 92 wild card playoffs. Uh, the game was actually played in January 1993, but you know how the NFL works. Um, they were up 35-3 at the beginning of the third quarter after they had a pick six. Um, and keeping in mind, the Buffalo Bills, even though they'd been to back-to-back Super Bowls at this point, Jim Kelly was out. Right. Uh, in that drive where they gave up the pick six, Thurman Thomas hurt his hip, and so now you're down to your backup quarterback, your backup running back. It's the third quarter. You're down 35-3, to and you come back and actually take the lead. Right. The Oilers had to put together a drive and convert a couple fourth downs just to kick a field goal and send that into overtime, but then ultimately lost that game. That's a pretty huge collapse, and I believe it's still... Playoffs or otherwise, the biggest NFL yeah. collapse ever. That's the biggest comeback by a, by another team. Um, so I'm actually going to go against the grain probably here, and I'm going to vote for this, the Oilers blowing this game over that the Yankees 3-0 lead. Uh, I uh, voted for the Oilers actually as well. Okay. Um, so really what set her over the top was the backup quarterback and the backup running back. That was I didn't even realize that when I went to research it. Yeah. And then also a little tidbit, um, Frank Reich, was that his name, the backup yeah. quarterback, actually He's, has the biggest comeback in college history as well. So was that Maryland over Maryland. Miami? Yep. So yeah. that was, I thought that was pretty cool. He's the current coach of the Colts, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, not that it would matter. Um since, you know, you guys both gave that one. Uh, but I probably would have gone the other way. I would have gone Yankees, Red Sox. Just because, again, I gave some credence to the multiple game thing. Yep. All right. Uh, Denton, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's the last matchup for those Yankees. Here's two baseball ones for you. Yankees up 3-0, and then the Rangers in 2011, one pitch away. So 2011 World Series. Game six was actually rained out and moved today. So the Rangers were up 7-5, two outs. They had a 1-2 count on David Freeze, runners on first and second. They had their closer in the game, um, and he gave up a triple, ended up tying it, sending into uh, extra innings. Then, in the 10th oh, inning, there's more. there's more. The Rangers scored two runs in the top of the 10th to take the lead, and then blew it again. And so now it goes to the 11th inning, and then David Freeze again, who native from St. Louis. So, Correct, hometown boy. Um, even though we... Well, Denton likes the Cardinals, but we don't like the Cardinals. It's still a feel-good story there, hometown boy hitting two hits to make a Game 7. So, But once again, there's still a Game 7. There's still a chance to win the series, and they don't. So what do you have here for us, Denton? Um, well, I'm sitting here with three Cubs fans, like we said earlier, <laughs> and I'm, I'm the exact opposite. But I did go with the Rangers here, um, and the reason being is because uh, really, they just did it twice. So down to the last strike, not even the last out, uh, twice. And uh, I am a baseball coach, and I talk a lot of times about what are the odds and the averages when you get down two strikes in a count. So um, kind of you know going back to the probability factor, it's just crazy to me that they basically had two collapses in one game. So I went with the Rangers. Um, like both of these, but uh, I'm going to stick with my Yankees-Red Sox one. Sure. Um, I'm going to break the tie and give it to the Rangers. The Denton made a good point there. 
twice a, a single pitch away, and you're watching that pitch knowing that could be the end of the World Series. Uh, so that will give that one the victory. So, John, what would you have? So I, I think I've got to go with the Rangers there, too. I think the fact that it's World Series versus ALCS, and I think Denton made a really good point about they did not just had one. They didn't have just one collapse. They had two collapses in the same game, and you could even argue a third one by um, not coming back and the Rangers not doing anything in Game Seven either. All right, Irv, you're going to lead us off here. This is going to be Jean Vandevelde versus the Falcons in Super Bowl Fifty One. So, um, I you know the Vandevelde thing. I'll be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about it going into the research side of things here. You know beforehand, and then doing some research, you know, was good. For me to learn more about that one, um, but uh, I did watch the Falcons Patriots one, and I know what I felt when I watched that and how big of a collapse that was. So I'm gonna go with Falcons Patriots one. All so. right. Well, then I'm gonna make a tie for you here because uh, I think back to like John said, pulling up his pant legs, and that memory just sticks with you. And that was a huge way of you're a professional golfer, and you have you triple bogey it, and then there's still a playoff. Right. You still have a chance and can't win that. So I'm going Vandevelde here. Uh, all right, I will break the tie. I actually went Vandevelde here, and I know obviously golf's probably the the least popular of all the sports here, but uh, it's just when I went back and watched it and researched it, it was just unfathomable to me. And you know, we talk about the pants, uh, pant legs in the water, but it was also really odd to me that like he gave a really big fist bump when he hit the triple bogey to force the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's kind of that weird thing, you know, weird bravado when you're, when you've just done what you've done. So hey, we, we've all given that same fist pump after making a triple bogey. Too. <laughs> yeah. We're just excited to have that. That's true. <laughs> I wonder how many times we're going to say pant leg in this podcast. Episode, <laughs> though. All right, I'm right up there with uh, Prince in a bathtub. Prince in a bathtub. <laughs> I'm going to lead us off here. It's going to be Jean Vandevelde versus the UNI Panthers, and I got to go with the, you know the feeling I had watching that game and, and give the Panthers the victory here. Uh, this was my toughest one. Um, I actually went Vandevelde here, and that's because um, you know I sat and mulled over this for a little bit, but I went Vandevelde because in these other games, other teams had to make plays. Like Texas A&M had to make shots. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And you know, Vandevelde had to beat the course that he had already, you know, played pretty well on before. So I went with Vandevelde on that one. Um, I'm gonna go with you and I on this one. Just sure. again watching it and knowing the feeling. So, all right, Denton, you're gonna lead us off. It's Vandevelde and the '92 Oilers. Oh, another another really tough one here. Um, I went with Vandevelde again. Um, I don't really know exactly why. Like I said, we, we can do this over and over again. Um, but I would probably uh, – one note that I found, he only one French golfer has ever won a major. Oh, really? And so, you know, I know there's probably not a lot of French golf fans. I guess I don't <laughs> really know. Um, but with that fan's perspective, I guess I, I went with uh, Vandevelde. Um, so going into this, I would have said these are probably towards the bottom of my list. Just hearing some of the points that have been made, though, uh, today, I think I'm going to switch what I would originally had. I'm going to go with Vandevelde on this one. I'll go ahead and make it a sweep. You made a good point, Denton, that he was in charge. There's nobody stopping him. And all these other ones, the other team, had a lot to do with the collapse. Whereas this was all all on him, and that, that stinks for him, but that's going to give him the victory. Next up, we're going to have Vandevelde versus the Rangers. And Irv, you lead us off. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rangers on this one. Uh, you guys, I'm not going to go too far into the points you guys have already made about the multiple collapses within one game or within the two games yeah. or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rangers. I'll go Rangers as well. All right. I actually went Vandevelde, um, but I can definitely see why you would also say Rangers. As much as I'd love to attribute it to the greatness of the Cardinals, <laughs> if you have any other right fielder maybe than Nelson Cruz, he might make that, that that's, catch that's true, yeah. on, the, yeah. on the freeze triple. So. Yeah. All right, I'm going to lead us off when we're into this is going to be the Atlanta Falcons and the UNI Panthers. Um, once again, we're, we're in Iowa, so this one hits a little closer to home and maybe I'm being a homer here, but... When the Falcons lost it, you're like, wow, that was that was crazy. But I really had no investment in that game, didn't care who won. And so yeah, at the time, I was kind of like, that was really cool to see the comeback. And then you kind of think about it and go, oh, that was also kind of sucked to watch the collapse happen. Whereas with the U and I won, there was no nothing cool to me about watching the comeback. It was just terrible to watch the collapse. And so I'm going U and I here. Uh, I will also go you and I. I went back and watched the, the last few minutes of the game, and they should basically credit you and I with like two or three assists, <laughs> yeah. where Texas A&M didn't even have to take a dribble before yep. they, um, you know, made a few baskets. So I want you and I. Yeah, give it the sweep. We'll do. All right, then you lead us off. It's going to be the Falcons and the Oilers, the NFL match. All right, for this one, I actually went Oilers. Like I said earlier, I didn't take into account the stage as much. Obviously, the Wild card or was it wild card or divisional? It was a wild card. Wild card term, games, yeah. um, as opposed to the Super Bowl. But the Oilers was just a bigger collapse overall. We talked about taking on the other side earlier. A backup quarterback versus arguably the best quarterback ever. Um, and so I went Oilers. Yeah, I think I've got some recency bias and just some actual viewing of it bias. I went with Falcons Patriots on this one. Um, sure. Just I had to go back and watch the highlights of the the Oilers one. Um, to really understand the, the whole thing of it. Uh, but definitely both are significant collapses. I remember, I'm old enough to remember watching the Oilers game, and so in that the Bills had just lost back-to-back -back Super Bowls, and I was kind of one of those people that I don't want to see the Bills in the Super Bowl again, which they eventually would go to that one and the next one <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and lose them both. And so I was kind of like, oh, cool, the, the Oilers are going to win this game. And then you just kind of go, whoa, whoa. What's happening here? And then you realize, like Denton said, it's the backup quarterback and running back in the game. And so I'm going to give the victory to the Oilers. All right, next up, we're going to lead us off. It's going to be the Falcons versus the Rangers. Um, Yeah, I, I went with the Rangers on this one uh, just because, again, kind of the multiple collapses, you know, within that one game especially. But then, um, you know, they were one strike away to get the points you guys made throughout yeah. the episode today already. So, Rangers for sure. I also go Rangers here. Yeah, I want Rangers too. Two franchises that haven't had much success, but, uh, yeah, I went with Rangers. Yep. All right, I'm going to lead us off. It's going to be those UNI Panthers uh, against the Houston Oilers. One thing about the – a few things about this Panthers game. The one time they did get it across half court, it was a breakaway dunk. And you wonder, instead of taking that shot, kill time. If he dribbles around and kills time, and then hope, yeah, he's got to make the free throws. And right. at this point, they were collapsing, so who knows if he would. But would that have been enough to, to hold off the comeback by Texas A&M? Uh, That's a good point. <laughs> and, and the other thing. Well, good idea. The, the other thing, twice, you know how you, you kind of get stuck in a corner and you th try to throw it off somebody's foot to bounce it out of bounds? That you and I tried that twice, and both times 
Texas A&M was able to avoid it and grab the ball and <laughs> score right away. So I just don't know the odds of that happening. And just those freak things in such a short amount of time. And probably some Iowa bias here, but I'm going to give you and I the victory. John? Or the, my, I'm going to vote for that one. John? So, so you, you brought up the idea, you know, that maybe he could have dribbled out some of the time. How could that have changed things? The only point of that late game collapse where the inbound guy threw it deep was that long pass for the dunk. I wonder if they would have just tried to inbound it deeper to someone flying. Even if they turned it over, at least it would have run some more time off the clock instead of giving the ball to Texas A&M right under the basket. Right. Um, that, that that could have been maybe a, a little more effective in changing how that ends too. The other thing is there's no timeouts left at that point, and so they really couldn't like just get things settled down. They had to keep trying to fix it on the fly. Yeah, if you're going to turn it over four times, I guess you'd rather turn it over at the other basket than under your own. Right. <laughs> um, I want you and I here. Um, we talked about the probability, the freak things that happened. It's just I don't think it could happen. I mean, I don't want to say it could never happen, but it's. Yeah. I don't think we'll see it anytime soon. Nope. I give you and I the sweep. I think about you and I in this way. Like, they're the school that both like brought the whole state of Iowa together when they upset Kansas the one year, yep. and then broke our hearts when they lost this game against right. Texas A and M. And you know, even if you didn't go there, it just rallied everybody in the state. And it's like, oh man, it was so <laughs> sad. <laughs> All right, then you're going to lead us off here. This seems like our two front runners might be these two: the you and I Panthers and the Texas Rangers. Who do you have on this matchup? Um, I went uh, with you and I. Okay. Um, obviously, the stage is bigger with the bigger with the Rangers, but uh, yeah, like Herb made a good point. You and I had was the Cinderella story in 2010, beating Kansas, and they were on track to be another Cinderella story to make it to the Sweet 16 for the second time in school history, and then it was just ripped out from under them. Uh, the Rangers actually had another chance in, in the year before. Yeah, um, the Giants. Uh, yeah, when they played the Giants. So uh, I went with you and I. Yeah, you and I. I'm I'm going to agree with you on this one. All right, our last matchup, Irv, you lead us off. This is going to be those Oilers from the 92 playoffs and the Rangers in the 2011 World Series. Yeah, Rangers. Easy. Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, I'm going to vote for the Rangers, but I, I could be swayed here. Denton, who are you voting for? I went with Oilers, actually, okay. for the Houston sports fans. Whether sure. you're Texans or Oilers, or even if you follow the Oilers to the Titans, it's just been a rough go. Yeah. Um, not that the Rangers have had it easy, but <laughs> uh, that one's just got a sting knowing you were that far up and, and blew it. So Yeah. All right. Rangers will take the victory barely there. Let me do some tabulating. John, do you have a, a question of the week for us to consider? Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> Didn't really come up with anything oh, that's today. Right. That's, uh, right. that's all right. We could just kind of talk. Yeah, I mean, going through this list and then all the ones like we even had on the, the group of ten, it was just it <laughs> gut wrenching to go through back through some of them. You know, like when we're researching. Oh, here, here we go. I got some. Oh, here we go. Can you think of any collapses with some of your own favorite sports teams? I mean, obviously one of mine's the Cubs, so we've kind of covered a couple of those. Um, or maybe your college teams, Iowa State or Iowa, um, that you can think of as a, a collapse that sticks out in your mind? I don't know if it's necessarily a collapse, but the Iowa State block charge against Michigan State uh, in the Elite Eight yeah. uh, is one that stands out to me, just a gut punch. 
you know, going back and looking at it, it, you know, it's one of the toughest calls to make in sports. But as far as gut-wrenching moments, I don't know if it's a collapse, but that's one that stands out to me. Well, then, again, looking at them in basketball, they were, what, the two seed and they lost to Hampton? Hampton, and they were the three seed and lost to, was it UAB? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, point. Iowa State fans <laughs> have dealt with that for a while. And then, uh, Dion mentioned earlier in the show, I grew up kind of a Brett Favre fan, but he's kind of a walking collapse, like Dion said. So, <laughs> But, you know, I like the gunslinger, so. I will say well, I, hey, I, I, Iowa's been there in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, thanks, Northwestern State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say I don't want people to um, come after me for showing sympathy towards Houston sports fans um, with what the Astros <laughs> oh, did. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if that's what it took for them to get there, then to heck with the Astros. Hey, it's not that's the right. fans' fault. That's right. Unless they're defending them, then yeah. I'm not okay with it. All right, I've got the results here tabulated. So in sixth place was the Falcons' collapse in Super Bowl 51. There is a three-way tie for third, and they all took turns beating each other. So you have the Jean Vandevelde at the British Open, the Yankees blowing the 3-0 lead to the Red Sox in 2004, and those Oilers giving up the biggest comeback ever in the wild card game to the Bills. In second place, the Rangers in 2011, and then our winner, probably some Iowa bias here, but that's the biggest collapse in college basketball, and that's you and I blowing that lead with 35 seconds to go so yeah um think back of this so the falcons ended up being our lucky charms as we like to call it <laughs> is there anything that we cut that you maybe would have voted for over the falcons collapse Whew. not for me not for you no i i might have said the vikings uh beforehand but when you brought up the point you know, Vikings fans are kind of just used to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that kind of sways me the other way. So, um, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe before podcast, uh, you know, recording, I would have. But after going through and making some of the points and things we've said today, no, I was really okay with our list, even with the Falcons one being the lucky charms. Yeah. Uh, I I maybe could have gone with some of those Cubs, the '84 Cubs or '03 Cubs teams, over that one. But once again, as a Cubs fan. That's stuff we'd seen our whole lives, and so that wasn't a big kick in the pants to, to lose that one. So the pant legs? The big <laughs> kick in the pant legs. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to do a quick start one, sit one, cut one. In honor of having the baseball coach here with us, uh, we're going to do ballpark food. So we're going to do start one, sit one, cut one with hot dog, you know, your classic ballpark fare there. Some nachos or ice cream in the commemorative helmet. So you get the little helmet there with, with the ice cream in it. Anybody want to volunteer to lead us off? I guess I'll start since uh, the ballpark theme, um, being the coach. Yep. So I, uh, I'm i going to start nachos here because of the versatility. Um, they come, right. so, you know, nowadays at the ballpark you can get basically any kind of cuisine that you want and you can top it with whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to sit hot dog just because it is that, that classic one. And I'm going to cut ice cream just because I like to enjoy some other things that don't really mix well with dairy while I'm at the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, so you bet. Probably like cut ice, <laughs> ice cream. Irv, how about you? So yeah, I would um, I would actually agree with this order uh, with with Denton's order. Um, although outside the ballpark, I would say ice cream would be uh, ahead of hot dog. But I think uh, I'm going to cut ice cream, bench hot dog, and uh, start the nachos. 
And what all are you putting on your nachos? About everything that I can, but um, <laughs> no, you know, hamburger meat or whatever, jalapenos, you know, salsa, sour cream. You bet. All of it, man. I, I'm probably gonna just mimic your order. I'm not a fan of hot dogs, but at a baseball game. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? That, that I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Although I love the ice cream and the little helmet, so this I could totally reverse my order here. Yeah. And right. Be fine with it, but I'm I'm gonna go same order you guys had. I'm gonna go ahead and cut the ice cream. Bench the hot dog and, and start the nachos. Right. How about you, John? What would how would you do this one? Uh, I'm gonna switch it up quite a bit because I'm gonna cut the nachos. Sure. Boom. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, you guys are talking about putting all these things on them and the jalapenos and stuff. That could cause us some other issues down the road. Deal <laughs> <laughs> with it at a ball game. Yeah. Plus, you have the messy factor in there that you might spill a little something, right? Uh, I might. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and. And still bench the hot dog, and I almost always get a hot dog at a ball game because that's you know the quintessential ballpark food. But I'll start the ice cream. I even remember in the little um, batting helmets. I remember having a collection of batting helmets from ice cream yep. um, growing up. And who knows? They're probably still floating around somewhere in my parents' house. But I uh, think mine are too, yeah. John. <laughs> you know, Not at your up. parents' house, at my parents' house. So. Yeah, Herb, Herb brought up a good point, though. Depending on if you're at the ballpark or not, this list might totally oh. reverse. Oh, for, for me, sure. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So I could always go for some soft serve ice cream. It, there were some local ice cream shops that had the little little helmets, and we'd yep. go there. Like Dairy Queen even had them. You could get yep. the Sunday in the in the helmet, and so I would do that. Let's bring that back. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, Denton. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good time. It was a pleasure. Podcast of the people. We gotta blow this thing up. Yeah. <laughs> we got topics for everybody. Yeah. So share with your friends. Alright. Yeah, John. We have a pointer well, of the week. We should probably do our pointer of the week. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. we forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So our pointer of the week this week is someone who's been more active on Twitter recently Excellent. and even gave us his decisions about the Thanksgiving dinner. So we're gonna make our pointer of the week, Mr. Darren Williams, this week. Nice. Congratulations, Darren. This All is right. a high honor. I'm sure that this will probably be on your resume. Oh, it's got to be on his resume. <laughs> Do we send that out in the mail? Or? <laughs> yeah. Check the mail for your prize. Yep. If it's yep. not there, just keep checking. I'm sure <laughs> Shipping is slow these times. Yeah. yeah, it's Christmas time and with COVID, you know. Holiday rush. Yeah, yep. All right, well, and another thing, this is our season finale for season two. We're going to take a, take a small break. Who knows when we'll be back, but we plan on... Uh, Coming back with some more lists. Keep sending us your feedback at That's a Good Point One. Point! Today was a pointer suggestion, so Denton, this is your suggestion. Thanks for bringing it up. Absolutely. Until next season. See you later.